Welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I am Justin. And I'm Darren. And today we're going to be discussing a game called Inside. We're, as always, going to do our spoiler-free section first. I will say that though I am a fan of the early game, I am not as much a fan of the later game for this one. You, however... Love I, it. To yeah, I, I was going to say obsessed. I am. Okay. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say maybe obsessed was too far, but... <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right. So I knew that this must be something special, at least something special to you. Mm. And I gave it a try. This is from the same makers as Limbo, correct? Yeah, that's right. All right. So a uh, bit of warning as well. If you've not played Limbo, there's a good chance we're going to be talking about that game as well in this episode. Most of you, if you're here at this point, you've probably already listened to the Limbo episode, in which case you're totally fine. You're ready to go. What do we want to say about this game that, uh, spoiler free, I mean, obviously it's a puzzle game, yep. it is 2D, I, I don't know exactly what, I, I mean, it's similar to Limbo, but not Limbo. Yeah, puzzles are in there, but it's more story focused, I think, although you kind of have to um, make your own story up as you mm. go along for some of it. But Much like Limbo, the story is quite vague, which is something we're, yeah, we're no, going to get to, but we can't talk about. No dialogue, yet. no nothing to read, uh, apart from the title screen. And very simple mechanics wise again it is just simply jump and activate right? uh, yeah. those are your only and two your buttons. directions yeah if you're into puzzle games i would say get it give it a try i would personally say go for it on sale yeah um i i reviewed this game um after i finished it and that was my own i was trying to come up with something negative my only two criticisms of it were that i could find were this sets the bar too high for this genre because now i'm spoiled i i don't think i can play anything else and um to I, I, I i will interrupt that i think that you're shooting a little high there but okay good no, no, it's amazing it's an amazing game look at all these notes <laughs> it's the most i've ever written about a game before it's um but you're saying that there's no other 2d platform puzzle that's going to i don't think so i really don't think so <laughs> um and the price versus the time it's a, it's a sh relatively short game you'll probably get it finished in about five five hours and that that five hours is like finishing it 100 percenting it all the achievements and done it's it's you may maybe even get through the first playthrough in about three hours three or four yeah so keep that in mind when buying it is roughly a Let's say a three-hour game, just to make it... that That's your benchmark, right? Yeah. I think that's kind of it for the spoiler-free section, right? If you've not played it, and you don't want spoilers, this is your warning. And you have to play it, because... Uh, and and don't... Yeah, don't listen to this, don't read anything about it, don't... Uh, yeah, if you can avoid it. Because the story, like, there were several moments where my brain just exploded. It was like... But yeah, like Limbo, you start off in a forest. Yes. So, uh, we're now in the spoiler section, just to be aware. <laughs> yes, uh, let me, now that we're in the spoiler section, let me say, I think part of my problem with this game is the fact that I played Limbo so close to this one. And for me, I think that that was a bit of a problem, because in the beginning, they are so similar. And so it became somewhat impossible for me to separate them out. Plus, knowing that this is the same company that made both games, this made it difficult for me to see one without the other, right? So whenever we started in the forest, and I went, oh, 
we did this last time. It's a, it looks like a young boy, oh, we did this last time. And the real problem with that is that Limbo, for me, set a very high bar. And there are a lot of things that Limbo did very, very well that, for me, I don't feel Inside did as well. Like, what do you mean? We're going to get to that. <laughs> but let's start from the very beginning in the fact that I thought Limbo Boy was adorable, and I felt something really special for him. And you mentioned in the other episode that you thought the eyes had something to do with it because he is pretty much the only character with eyes. Inside Boy, no eyes. Yeah, that is weird. And I kind of think, I think now you have a really good point that the eyes mean something because I did not feel nearly as strongly for Inside Boy as I did for Limbo Boy. I think that's, absolutely, eyes are special, I think. Yeah, he just has a blank face he has no features even he doesn't even have a mouth or a nose he's i don't at least not that i could see he's also much more proportional whereas limbo boy has a massive cartoonish head yeah and i think that makes a huge difference uh the inside he seemed a bit more real and for some reason that made me care less about him i don't know why (laughs) i guess just the the cute factor right he doesn't have it the way limbo does also inside has color which is understandable, and I think this game would be much harder to do in the black and white style of Limbo. But there is something so shockingly different about the look of Limbo that works for me and resonates with me. In a way, the inside, yes, they're using muted colors, but it just doesn't hold the same instant and continual, doesn't have quite the same resonance with me. It doesn't have quite the powerful impact that Limbo did. Had I not played them so close together, that might not have been an issue. I might have thought, oh, this is interesting because this is still so different from most other games. But it wasn't as powerful for me as Limbo. I think what they were going for with the colors were... um, Because in Limbo, they they did a great job even just using black, white and greys of uh, creating depth. But I think when they added the color, you get a real sense of... I mean, the, the backdrops and inside are far superior to Limbo. Like, the, the, the depth of perception that you get from using that colour is quite incredible. Like, it goes miles back into the into the background that you can see. And it gives you a, an idea of, like, hugeness of, well, what we later find out to be the facility and things. So I think it was a conscious decision. to. I, they probably would have gone black and white again, but I think that was more of a conscious decision because they wanted to make something, well, different and they wanted to give it a lot of depth. I think I agree, and I that's why I said that it was a choice they they needed to do it for this one, and they don't want to be known as the only black and white games, right? That that's their only thing. But for me, I think that didn't work as well because what I would say is Limbo, because of the fact that there's not much depth, it makes me much more focused on what is happening only in the foreground, and there's a feeling of being trapped there. Yeah, it's claustrophobic for sure. Yeah. Inside, I didn't feel that because it felt so much bigger. And it also it also personally irritated me a little bit because it was 2D now. But I'm seeing this huge, big world. And it made me wonder, why do I keep running only to the right? There seems like so much more that I could be doing. And that bothered me at times. There just seemed to be times where I was stuck in a situation I wouldn't have to be if I chose to walk around something. I understand that to show what they wanted to show, perhaps, that we needed that. But in a 2D game, 
it's almost like a tease when you're showing me a whole world that I can't participate in. But I mean, that's the nature of the game, isn't it? It's a 2D side-scrolling thing. I mean, it's not it's not Skyrim. You know? No, I understand that. But it brings up the question, why? To show story and to give the, the, the world detail and to fill you in on like what's going on like there's so much that you can get like f- for me going through those i was not I, w- I was like bring it on i want more of that because it fills in it makes the world so much more real and believable like inside is a completely immersive experience from start to finish and the detailed world is what makes it possible i disagree a bit but that's <laughs> fine let's get let's get into the game so we start in the forest did you notice in the forest the guys who are after you are all wearing masks I think I did, but that could mean something, or it could not, right? I thought I it was know. just my eyes playing tricks on me, because you're featureless, but if you look at the guys that are chasing you, you can see a clear line, like they've got, like, the, uh, like a, they're wearing, like, just plain white masks almost over their faces. I, I don't understand what that was about. Because it, it, it... Well, okay, well, it, I may have to shoot ahead a little bit. Mm. At this point, we don't see them, but later we see what are... I don't know, I, I wanted to call them zombies. That just yeah, seemed the easiest yeah, they are. reference to go to. They're kind of mindless They're kind of mindless beings yeah. walking around. And they are detailed, and you, they have faces. I almost wonder if that's like kind of some kind of social commentary. Like, the zombies are more human than the humans, because the humans are actually the monsters that have created this kind of dystopia that we're running through. Um... I don't know. That's what I would kind of take from that. It's possible. Um, I, at first, it's hard to tell what's going on. So I had multiple theories going through my head, especially through the forest section because we hadn't seen anything else yet. My questions were, why is this boy alone and what is he after? And when I see the guys in masks, I just, they they also had guns and vicious dogs. Very vicious dogs. So I wasn't sure what was going on at this point. It could have been he's going, the boy's going to rescue his parents, or the boy's trying to escape from something. I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. And so when they're wearing masks and they have these vicious dogs, I just either assume that there's something very bad happening, either that would more kind of affect the boy, or now that we've, we've already mentioned zombies, if this was a zombie situation, they would want to wear protective gear to Maybe. protect themselves from being bitten. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure that the zombies are like the bitey types, like Walking Dead types, but well, they don't <laughs> They don't say. They don't seem to be, but... But they're grown. We, they're... we don't know about this this early. We don't yeah. know what it is. So when I see the mask, I just assume something bad has happened one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. One thing that right off the start, the difference between the dogs and the people that I didn't understand, that I, no matter how much I try and wrap my head around it and, and make a theory about it, I don't understand it, but maybe someone has done something on it, is the men in masks are out to capture you, for the most part. They'll chloroform you, they'll choke you out, kind of sleeper holds, they'll trank dart you. But then they let the dogs come and tear your throat out. I didn't understand that. If they do, they want you to take you alive or dead, or is that is it is that the option? Like that, that they don't really care. Like if they if it seems if you're getting too too far away from them that they have to set the dogs on you. Okay, you're you're dead. But if the men capture you, generally you they 
take you alive is what I got from that. They also shot me. They did shoot me in the when I was in the river in the lake part. They shot me there like because they can't get to me. But if they can get to you, they want you alive. That's one thing that I noticed. Even in the car part where the van is coming, once you kind of are escaping the forest, and that van's coming and you have to jump down and go back into the little cave. If you are there, they don't shoot you. They 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 put a, a dart in you because you see it poking out of your neck. Actually, in the river, they hit me with a dart, too. Oh, well, there you go, then. Okay, yeah. so they... But there is a point where... They shoot at you. Earlier, they shot me, because there's one guy chasing me, and another car with, like, a giant gun on top pulls yeah. up, and if you run out too fast, you get shot. Yeah. I yeah. definitely got shot. I don't think they were shooting <laughs> hundreds of darts per second. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, so in the forest, the, the first thing that really struck me was... Um, the, and I don't know if Limbo did this, I don't think that it did, but I love, I love the way that you can, it's not like you just side scroll into an object that you have to interact with and you push it from the very edge of that object. You can kind of stand side by side with it and hold on to it and pull it along with you. You can drag it from the other side out and then you don't have to mount it from one side and like walk up to it, then mount the object. You can walk around the side of it and then mount it from the other side as well. With Limbo, I think it was much more you had to be behind it or in front of it because everything was... I think that's where you're saying is 2.5 as opposed Mm. to 2D. Mm. Limbo was very 2D, so you had to get over objects. I just, I, I like that kind of detail. I think that was quite clever. I like the way that, again, the first part of the forest when you come to the barrier where you first meet the people, you can jump it, you can slip through it, you kind of just squeeze in past it. The same with the, the gate to the cornfield, you kind of can duck through it and, and get through it, or you can jump over it. I don't think I noticed because I think I just jumped over everything. Ah, okay. But that's what I mean. It's like, um, it's just those little details I really enjoyed about this game, especially the animation of the characters is really smooth. Like all the kind of little uh, movements that he does, like when he when the guys are chasing him, he'll tilt his head around when he's running and uh, every little roll and tumble that they take is really, really well done. The end is also, that must have taken a long time to do, but we'll get to that. But yeah, so one thing that I've noticed in the forest is there's a tri- there's a triangle with the letter U inside. I don't know what that means. Later on in the game, there is a circle sign with the U, and that circle sign with the U is in the the 19 bodies place. I've got no idea what these signs are. They're not road traffic signs, because I, I looked them up. I'm sure it's significant, but I don't know what it is. Any ideas? No, this is something I... It would have been good if you'd asked me before we recorded, because mm. now I remember seeing them, but I don't remember exactly when. When we saw... A similar symbol in Limbo, it was the magnet. Yeah, that's that's what what I thought of when I saw that. It's like, the, yeah, there's no magnets here, but yeah, just it could be nothing. It's probably probably nothing. If it's the closest to a road sign, then U-turn would be the closest thing I would think of that you'd have to go back to get something. I I noticed the signs, but I didn't really put together a reason for the signs it wasn't like limbo where those signs told us what we had to do yeah this might be a hint of what we needed to do but clearly if it was it didn't hit either one of us and so they maybe missed the mark on that one if it's there for story we also didn't get it so yeah, they possibly I've, missed I've, the mark i've got no idea yeah 
if it's just there for decoration, then it's spot on. Yeah. But like the, the, the dogs and stuff like that, the people running away from the people in the forest, I thought was pretty cool. They cut it really fine in some places. Like you're just like inches away from getting mauled by those dogs. Create a lot of tension. The, um, this is one thing that did get me because you had, before I played the game, you had said that they had perfected on this a little bit in the fact that in Limbo, sometimes you felt they cheap shotted you in a way that you had to die to figure out how something worked. And that wasn't true in this game. However, I felt a number of times that this game still did that. One was the running away from somebody and then another car comes up and shoots me. <laughs> I don't think that there's any way to guess that you had to stop a certain spot or... And wait for them to pass. Yeah. Because that guy it, was right behind you as well. right behind you. Yeah. The dogs in particular, I felt that most of the time that the dogs got me, they seemed to come out of nowhere... And might not say out of nowhere, but they came very quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, and they if you them. didn't know where you were supposed to be, you died. Yeah, there was one... I didn't have too much problem with the dogs. There was one that really bothered me, though, and it took me a good while to figure out, and that was the fence where you had to mm -hmm. jump, pull off, jump back over, and you had to repeat that like three, two or three times. I, I think I had to do it Four, oh really yeah. like to, I mean to pull it off but I got killed over and over again and then it's like what am I doing wrong here and I think I got it pretty quickly but it was still irritating because of the number of times you have to keep doing the same thing over I feel like with Limbo and with this one as well anything that involves timing they've made it too tight to the point where that bit becomes not fun and I think dogs were a common one uh there's a door thing later, but in this this part, certainly the dogs yeah. were really irritating. Yeah. You had to get it just right to escape. Yeah, and so uh, after you escape the forest, you come to your... Um, did you find all the orbs yet? Did you... Honestly, I didn't bother. No, okay. I didn't bother. I, I just watched a video. Oh, okay. So like the, the lake one, the, that's the first one where you jump into the lake um, and then you swim backwards under the under the rocks. There's There's, there's one in there. They're, you can you can go ahead and talk about them. It doesn't yeah. bother me. I'm not gonna. It's it's just that they're interesting because well they play they play into the secret ending and that's an important ending. I, what this is what I consider the real ending of the game. I would say one thing that's interesting about them is in the first one, um, there's a campfire, and the campfire is still smoking, like it's still smoldering. Um, when you go into the um, into some of the other areas where it is, there's like a cigarette or something that's that's still burning. Uh, there's the secret underground bunker in, in the cornfield. What's going on with that? But I, I suppose we can talk about that later. Actually, I might need to might just need to call that out. Um, but yeah, that was just something that I noticed that I wrote down because I was playing it and I was doing the mm. the orbs as well at the same time. But let's just type the orbs on at the end. Okay. Just, uh, um, but yeah, again, same as Limbo. Um, they've really got a great sound for this game, I thought. like um, Again, very minimal on the music. More music in this, though. Uh, a little bit more like kind of background music. But even the sounds, like, like you're, when you, you can hear your socks squelching in your shoes like when you're trudging through the rain and stuff like that. It's brilliant. So yeah, so then you get to the farm, and which again is already following Limbo quite closely. Yes, it still seems to be very... So it's forest, farm, um, and the, the pigs 
No, no, it's the, it's the chicks first, isn't it? <laughs> it is the chicks first. I will say for me, this the chick puzzle was not good for me. I didn't like it. What, you didn't like shooting little <clears throat> harmless baby chicks out of a cannon? Come on, what's wrong with you? I didn't, honestly, it's a game. I didn't have that much of a problem with that. It felt very not intuitive, especially for something so early on and something that we will never really use again. It just felt out of place. I appreciated the idea of here are chicks. They must have a purpose. Go back out, bring them back in. I think as well my problem with this puzzle is the fact that I figured it out, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. Because they made the generator, you had to pull it three times really fast. Is that right? I think so, yeah. That was the part that got me. I knew what I needed to do. I realized I needed to send the chickens up and knock the thing down so that I could climb up. And I kept trying to start it and trying the lever and trying different combinations and different timing. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing here. All the puzzles are pretty straightforward. It's like, but a lot of, I think that's a common problem because we're almost programmed now to think that puzzles are, that they should be hard. I would say as well, considering that they made Limbo. I was trying to think in the way that they had me trained in Limbo. So I was looking for the same kinds of puzzles and sometimes fooled because it was much simpler than I was led to believe. And I would say that overall inside, the puzzles were much simpler. Yeah, it's definitely easy, easier, a lot easier than, than Limbo. But yeah, for me, that one, because cause you, you, you texted me about that like, what do I do with this? How do I get this generator working? But for me, it was that was really intuitive, and I, I've never operated a chainsaw in my life, or a lawnmower, but I know that you've got to do it. Vroom, vroom, you got to pull it, like, three times to get it working, you know? I, I, it's not just, like, pull it once and it works. Like, every time I've, saw, I, I've seen it on TV, it's like, yeah, you got to you got to really pull it a half dozen times before it, the motor kicks in. So, for me, it was a no-brainer, but... You also have to be careful not to flood it doing that, though, so... <laughs> Well, like I said, I'm I'm not I'm no I'm no lumberjack, that's for sure, or tiny lumberjack of no, I, grass. I grew up with the push mower where uh, I had to do that, and if you do it too many times too quickly, you can damage it. Not damage it, but flood it, and you have to wait for it to clear out again before you can start, which can add annoying time to a chore that I didn't want to do anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so even from the get go, right? I mean, when you sit back and like think about this, okay. So you are already able to mind control from the from the very start. These are all clues that you should realize once you've completed the game. Like, oh. Mm-mm-mm. Before we get to mind control. Well, the chicks are, are following you. And they're also immortal because you shoot them out of a cannon and they fall like 20 feet through the air and they just get up like nothing's happened. Um, those chicks are drawn to you from the very start. Like you're literally a chick magnet. <laughs> I suppose so. I didn't really think about it that way. I thought that they just wanted food and people equal food but i would say it leads us into the pigs for the first time and the pigs have a weird mind control worm similar to limbo in their butts yeah but this time yeah exactly there's also a weird number of dead pigs everywhere yeah which you have to jump into that was pretty gross as well which makes me wonder is that part of the story are the worms part of the story? Yeah. Have they all been killed? Have all the pigs been killed because they were all infected with this worm? Have the pigs all killed themselves 
because they were infected with the worm because apparently it makes you quite makes them quite aggressive anyway. yeah um yeah it's almost like they've had to been culled or cured which is really interesting again the 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 whole mind control worm from limbo that was just a red flag immediately for me as well like it's theory time darren and <laughs> i'm quite convinced that inside boy and limbo boy are perhaps the same person and I think it's a good theory. I think it's I think it's solid, man. It's solid. We'll get to that Trust one. Me. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, because I, listeners, I have not been told this theory. He's been teasing this theory <laughs> for like a month. <laughs> but no, the pigs are, are, are kind of important to me as well because pigs and humans are quite closely related. You know, we can transplant pigs' hearts and stuff like that. It's almost like this parasite which has infected the pigs and could control them, humans have then used that parasite to create their own form of mind control. Um, and generally what we see is, I, I do, I, again, I don't really know if the parasites did infect the humans in the first place, but what you do notice in that farm is if you just jump, jump onto the dead pigs or the ones that are infected, uh, they're very aggressive and violent. If you go into the barn, there's a whole barn full of pigs that are i'm guessing they're cured and they've all been shoved into the barn it's where the second orb is they might be quarantined as well. or quarantined but you can go in there and you can walk amongst them and they're just really docile they don't move they just grunt a little bit a lot like when you take the worm out of the first pig you can just move him into position that's also the first pig is also where we get our first real taste of we can do mind control and the helmet that you can jump into yeah that was pretty a weird moment like when you you know what you're doing but you see this guy in the background but you're just like i'm gonna just pop my head into this thing and see what happens because it's the only thing that i can do because i can't progress and then the sound of it starts up and then the guy in the background just stands up and you can control him that freaked me out <laughs> when i saw that not as much as pulling a worm out of the a pig's butt freaked me out but that was really disgusting <laughs> When you first get that helmet, that was that was a pretty interesting moment. I think perhaps this is a thing where I have played the Oddworld games and you haven't finished any of them. Is that right? No, I haven't finished them. There are some similarities here. Mm. When you talked earlier about the 2D environment and how you can add depth to it and add more story to it, Oddworld did that. Oddworld already. did it first. I and think. they yeah, did they... it very well yeah. but they did it in a way that didn't feel like i was being teased because at times you could be in the background they really took the 2.5d to a new level that really worked for me and that might be part of my problem too i fell in love with those games when they were much when when they were kind of cutting edge that was a long time ago it was when was oddworld 1998 Something like that, yeah. They're in the 90s, yeah. So for me, it's tough for Inside to compete with those games that I loved already and that are 20 years old now. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely old. But... No, no, Oddworld's... Uh, I didn't finish it because... Well, Oddworld is... is it's too hard, man. It's too hard. That game is so difficult. I would say, though, that they didn't really have as much... They did have mind control in that they game. They did, yeah. But not to this level. Yeah. You could do one at a time. Oddworld had mind control, but typically one person at a time. And you could also do talking. You could do talking. Do talking. You, you could communicate with other creatures of your same race. And you could suggest things that they do, but they would do them. So it wasn't mind control, but it kind of was. They were listening to what you told them to do. Yeah, like commands, yeah. And so again... I don't know if they did it first, but they definitely did it a long time ago. And it was the kind of game that just 
is always going to be special to me. So when we see it here, I kind of suspected already what was going to be happening. I kind of knew if I got my head into that, that guy is going to be under my control. I didn't see the two other guys off to the left that I was going to need. <laughs> so I was a bit confused for a minute, not understanding why the guy couldn't do what I wanted him to do. And then realized, oh yeah, there are other people I need. For me, I was I was already used to it. I was ready for it. But for you, this was a an aha moment, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely something pretty cool. But then so you lift up the the cage, you free all four of them, you use them to pull down the scaffolding, which then gets you outside, pretty much. And this brings us to the car crash theory from Limbo. Because once you get outside, well, A, the world is quite well uh, muted colours, but is gets pretty colourful once you get outside. Uh, if you notice, when you exit that first part with the first, when you first see the zombies, there's a car, and it's kind of looks like it's been there for a long time, though. And it's got a boy-shaped hole in the windshield. <laughs> um, it's quite, I mean, it's a, it's a big hole. It's, like, it's not like someone's fired a bullet through it or something like that. Or... But when you say boy-shaped, it's not cartoon. <laughs> it's not Tom and Jerry <laughs> been thrown through a wall and you see Tom's outline. It's no, not like no, that. It's a, right? it's, a, it's a really big circle, yeah. But it supports the... And, I've, so mean, maybe a boy-sized hole as opposed to a, a yeah, boy-shaped Yeah, why do I say boy-shaped? Yeah, boy-sized, yeah. Part of me thinks, like, oh yeah, that's that's quite clever. Part of me thinks, you, like what we spoke about last time on Limbo, they intentionally throw things in there to kind of tease you and to make you think of theories. This, this game also is six years after Limbo, so people had probably long forgotten Limbo. That's what I mean, yeah. You, well, not long forgotten it, but they... So I, I pulled a face. I don't think people have forgotten about Limbo. I think no. Limbo is something yeah. pretty special. I mean, it's been a long time since they played it, probably. That I, that yeah. I can see, yeah. Um, is it is that part of the story? Is it part? Does it connect? Kind of my theory that Inside Boy and Limbo Boy are connected, are possibly the same person. Does the car crash theory now hold up, or is it just something that they just like? Oh yeah, we could put this in, and it would really like mess with people. Um, but yeah, the car is like almost submerged in mud. Uh, it's half half buried. And then we're introduced to like the kind of post-apocalyptic kind of landscape um, of the city, which is in ruins. And that leads us into the, what I've called the processing facility, uh, where we have to join the zombie conga line. I did like the conga puzzle a lot. I did think this was another time where you really had to see it before you could know what was going on. And doing it the first time, I'm not really sure that that's feasible. But it was a cool puzzle. It was interesting. I did feel it went on a little bit long. Not so much a little bit long that there weren't enough of these puzzles going on, but that the squares were a little bit long. The one time I had to do the same motion three times. It does drag a little bit, but again, it's a good tense tension building kind of moment. That, 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 that's that beat. It's like your heart beating, you know? And then when you make it through and you're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to sneak right past these guys. And they're like, nope. And the dogs get set on you and then you run. See, totally unfair. That dog in particular drove me crazy. That <laughs> should not happen. <laughs> but that's the type of thing that makes me frustrated with the game. It feels this cheating that's somehow inconsistent. Did the dog kill you there? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, I never. I didn't get killed by the dog there. I just I, as soon as it as soon as I happened, I was like, I'm out of here. I'm booking it, and I just jumped through that window immediately. You have to be immediately, or else you're too slow, and right. the dog will get you. Yeah. Uh, but what is really interesting about that level, that that part is, it's bring a kid to work day, for the zombies, the zombie processing facility. Bring a kid to work. There are at least three children in that scene. One baby as well. There's a mother holding a, like holding a baby. There's even one point where she like could you cuse him? Well, it's like it's so freaky. It's just is this technology something that they're using, trying to normalize and trying to desensitize their children to? And is that why they're bringing them here? Like this is this is your future. They look scary and they 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 behave freaky, but this is what your world is going to be from now on. Because I don't know where all the people have gone. But I'm guessing there's been a massive. Uh, I don't know. I've got no idea. Maybe maybe the parasite worm killed a lot of people, or maybe the people turned like once you cure them, they turn into like the cured pigs, and they are just these zombie people. And now they're like, well, hmm, we could just put them in a barn, but we could, if we could control them, we could put them to work. That's my theory. What it is, kind of, but who knows? Who knows? But but yeah. So the next part is the part that frustrated you a lot, I think, and that was the the tram line. Yes, one. Though I had to deal with the other dog first, I think, to get over there. There's a dog that chases you, and you have to jump up on a ledge and then jump back down. Oh, you have to psych him out so that he runs back around. Yes. And then you go. Yeah, yeah. Which was another time where I just felt like that dog came too fast for me to figure out what was going I on. I think that is a slight tutorial for the next one with the fence, just to show you to get them to go back it probably is it probably is and i'm not going to say that that's bad it's more just the fact that you had told me before that this game doesn't cheap shot you and at times i felt like it still did to teach us right so it does kind of level you up in that way because the dog thing would be very difficult i don't understand why dogs can't jump though like this is just a small ledge like what dogs in inside don't know how to jump well I think that's the mechanic that allows us to get, <laughs> to escape. Thank God they don't jump. Yeah. Uh, what kind of dogs are those anyway? Did you did you have a look at them? They look like I don't know what they are. They're hellhounds, man. They're. Mm. Uh, my guess would be something like a Rottweiler. Yeah. Because they've got no tails. Yeah. Yeah. The next part was the tram part, which was pretty cool because the, the helmet keeps you locked in. So and, you don't fall to your death. <laughs> and then you can move the zombie around and control it. I liked that a lot. I thought that was a cool concept. Why that puzzle stumped me was I was way overthinking it. Uh, you told me that. I sent you a message, said I'm really frustrated. What is what's going on with this part? You were watching me and you're telling me you're way overthinking it because I was trying to do it as a momentum puzzle, like from Limbo. There are a number of times where you have to get the momentum right of like the, the, cart, the cart or the thing on the the thing on the rope that comes up to kind of bring you a rope and then you have to grab onto it. This to me felt like it was going to be one of those. So I was trying all kinds of ways to jump off, get the crate over to the button that I needed and then get back again. But that's impossible. I thought you were trying to smash the window or something like that at one point. Like No, but I was trying everything. <laughs> I jumped off both sides to see if there was something that I was missing. Yeah. And stupidly, there was one point where I went, man, that ledge is such a good height. If only I could bring it over which I don't have to. I can bring myself over to it. And I just wasn't thinking, but I had to have you help me get through that one. 
And I'm not sure why. Like, that one shouldn't have been. There are some puzzles that I will argue are not intuitive, like the chick gun from earlier where you shoot down the bale of hay. But this one should have worked. I'm not sure why I was so confused. I think part of the problem was I was quite confused with other mechanics. So, for example, the helmet. How far can I get a zombie to go and still be under my control? So I wondered about getting the zombie further away. Maybe there's something that he needs to grab that's really far away, and I have to do it without looking. Uh, Knowing now, after you told me about the secret level from Limbo, that perhaps I have to do stuff by guessing or by trial and error. But no, I was just way, way overthinking it. It was a very, very simple puzzle. I just need to use the ledge instead of the box to I get down. I think there's something to that as well. They've taken puzzles, like I guess you call them classic puzzles, basic puzzles, and they've kind of flipped them on their heads. So I can totally understand why you're... Con- I was confused by that point as well. And I was especially confused by the next part where you're controlling the two zombies. But even for... There's one part where there's a cart and you're automatic instinct there's a chain behind you and your automatic instinct is to pull the cart towards the chain so you can jump on the cart and then jump on the chain but you can't and that's what i mean by they take simple puzzles and they reverse what you've been taught is no you don't pull it to jump on it to go up on it you push it further away from the chain because that lowers the chain and then you just jump off the ground and grab it i'm willing to bet that 99 of people pulled that cart first and when they change a puzzle a little bit, like they take the simplest mechanic, simplest puzzle, they change it. Your brain is just like, what the heck is going on? I don't, I don't know. I can't, this is, this is impossible. You know, it's like you just can't see the wood for the trees kind of thing. After you put the, the crate on that thing and opens it up, you get into the next place and then you control the two zombies. The zombie just pops out of that cardboard box like, <laughs> ta-da. <Yes. laughs> I love that. I love that. Just like, but it's so dark and so horrible. Like there's just they're pa- they're packaging people, like just like they are just drones. You know that was pretty cool as well. I said, like, oh, so you can control a zombie to control another zombie. Okay, how far down does this go? Which was very cool, but a mechanic that I don't think we ever saw again. And it's something that I think was a very interesting puzzle. A lot more could have been done. With. Oh, there's one time you see it again. Okay, uh, one of the orbs you need to do that, and that was quite tough to get the orb um and that is actually that's very odd world now that you've mentioned it um that's a very odd world puzzle because it is a zombie way in the background you control one in the foreground and you've got to get him into another helmet and then the guy in the background he pops up and the orb is over there because again you're like how, how i can't even get there because i can't go into the into the screen the next puzzle is not <laughs> my favorite The next puzzle is the one where you control two zombies at the same time, but they move at the same speed. You have to open a door to get one out, and I thought this was a timing puzzle, and it wasn't. It was a very, very simple puzzle that I made far too complicated, and it just really, really irritated me. And this is so close to the other one that just really irritated me that I'm already in a very bad mood at this point hitting two like this so quickly. And I think, again, it's another one that is not intuitive, not from what they've shown me before. And so for me, the logical thing seemed to be, I need to keep messing around with the timing 
shutting the door, getting the zombies equally spaced apart so that then they can step on the buttons, not realizing it was so much simpler. I just need them to both be out yeah. at the same time. Because that's ex- your, your thinking is exactly right. It's just, how do you do that? you got to get out of the machine, go and close the door, and then, then it's a piece of cake from there because you just walk them both to the walls and they're both equidistant and then you just walk them back in. Done. But then is the James Bond... Well, I, I don't know why I call it the James Bond drop, but it is. It's like the big shark tank opens up, isn't it? When the zombie opens the, the lever. And, and I love the fact that those dudes down there are just like, they kind of look up and drop their papers. Those animations are spectacular in this game. Sorry, they're amazing. I love all the little kind of things that they do. They way The, the way that they stumble over chairs and trip over things. It's all little touches that are really good. That's fine. I think that it's great you're bringing this up because I didn't really notice them because I was all focused. I was too focused on puzzles to notice a lot of the other things that are going on around me. Also, having to always be aware, is there a dog? Is there something else that's going to kill me? When you don't know what's coming, you can't really focus on cute animations that are going off on the side when you have to worry about a dart shooting from the ceiling or a dog coming out to kill you. I think the next main puzzle in there is the... um is the safe. Why is there a large, heavy safe with almost an X marks the spot, plyboard covered hole? Um, and there's that safe just precariously balanced on this ledge with a rope attached to it. When I first saw that, and I should have thought that's really dumb. Like that doesn't make any sense. It's not until you finish the game, you're like, no, that makes perfect sense. Well, going by your theory. Right? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that the whole theory about what this is right i think that if you have that theory then the safe being there makes sense but we're just kind of teasing this at the point because we're, we're not talking about it uh so yes the safe doesn't seem to make sense but darren has a theory which puts this together but yeah so it falls conveniently through the it's got the perfect trajectory down into that hole you go down there's another orb in there and that brings you to the spotlight searchers which again is a simple puzzle very simple puzzle but it flips that simplicity on its head. It's like, oh, here's a switch. I'll switch it on. No, because that means you're going to die now because you need to open the, the elevator that's at the end. So you need to go there first, open the elevator, come back, then switch it on. We get to the testing facility, which is basically, it's all uh, kind of flood chambers. That's where we first kind of start messing around with water. And then you get to the, this is where you get to the, after you, after you do this, you get to the subway, all the kind of crash trains and stuff. Oh, okay. This is where the three dogs are. A lot of people have, they, they call one of the levels in Limbo the subway level. That's the electricity one, I think, with all, okay. the, all, all the lines. So, yeah, there's like, in the subway, there's like houses on stilts with like spotlights. It's almost like this was a, maybe a checkpoint for like before whatever cataclysm occurred, like some kind of place where people were being evacuated uh, some kind of checkpoint and this is where you get your I, I've just called it Cerberus because it's three dogs that are from hell and just they killed me so many times it took me a few tries to get through yeah um, and then yeah you get to steal a submarine and that was fantastic as well I loved the submarine I, lo- I just loved everything about this game what am I I'm just gushing sorry this was the game really became something different than Limbo because Limbo had nothing remotely like this I liked it a lot I like the control, though. This was a time where I really feel we needed to be told something. 
I was concerned that I got into the sub and got into the one room prematurely, that I had missed something because I couldn't see a way out. I saw the boards on the floor, but I couldn't push my way through because I didn't know that you had to hold the button in order to shoot yourself off in a direction. This is a time where I understand why they don't give us these kind of things. They, they don't want to break the immersion, but it was frustrating for no reason. If I had known this holding the button to charge up kind of an attack to get through a wall, it would have saved me the frustration in that first room. I remember finding out that you could do that and like, oh, that's another aha moment. Like, oh, that's really awesome. But yeah, a bit of trial and error for that. And also later on when you use that ability to jump out of the water like a flying fish <laughs> yes though once i knew the boosting power then that didn't take very long to figure out yeah. figure out exactly where to be to make that work was much harder but then that point though where you do bust through the floor so not only have you solved the puzzle and it's like a feeling of relief, but it takes you into that gigantic room where you're just like this tiny little submarine and it just shows you you're in a gigantic facility. Like whatever you thought was outside is nothing compared to what's inside. Dun, dun, dun. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but that that is just like a whoa moment for me. Again, like that was an incredible feeling. And then something really weird happens and that's when you start to realize, or at least I started to realize like, Oh, outside is also inside because they they're once you get into this flooded facility, it's a replica of the forest, of the ch the chambers that you'll be seeing later. They've built this already and this is some kind of testing facility. So be a bit more specific here. So okay. how do you see this as replicas of the outside? Okay, so when you start in the forest, yes. there's all the pods uh, that have the zombies in them. In the forest you know you saw them like they've got the little glowing circle things you see them all the way through the game that's where they essentially are growing these zombies or conditioning them or something like that in this facility in the flooded facility you actually go into another one of the exact same forests it has if you it's the one where you first find the the fan box thing if you go all the way to the end it's the same wall the same barbed wire with the same drop on the other side it's just missing that fridge to jump over these are all a series of test chambers like something out of portal i guess <laughs> almost this has all been done before when you when i saw that especially when you when you actually are walking through the forest again it's like wow oh my food for thought like what what is going on here even what was all that outside even even right down to the farm i mean maybe that outside is real i haven't actually decided yet if that's real or not but they recreated it perfectly underground uh, again it's all messed up because it's old and it's been destroyed by something it's like you're part of something bigger here. Something really amazing is happening. And that was a, yeah, it was a bit of a goosebumps moment for me when I realized that. It's like the fake, like, it's like you stumbled onto the scene of the fake moon landings or something like that. And there's uh, Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> I do not believe the moon landings were fake. Um, let's just get that clear. <laughs> I don't want Buzz Aldrin to punch me in the face. <laughs> what was your, so, I mean, again, you were maybe just... I was just, so focused on you the just focused I on, really wasn't yeah, seeing this. Yeah. But then we meet our one of our arch nemesis, the mermaid. That scared me. And you know what I'm like with games. Like, when when you first see... You know the bit I'm talking about. When you swim back through and you... it's She's, like, right in the foreground. Just know that I didn't like them. I mean, I loved them, but yeah. I hated them. Yeah. I mean, they were... They <laughs> were love it. You, you 
love the idea of them, but they are very frustrating. Yeah, they, they killed me a lot as well. We've come to find that you don't really like scary stuff anymore. You don't like jump scares. You don't like horror games. We tried to play Dead by Daylight and you just couldn't handle it as a survivor, which is something I hope that we will talk about in the future. But when you see the one kind of creepily across the screen and then another one essentially attacks the sub that you're surviving in, because we already know by this point, you probably already know you can drown. I'm not quite as immersed. You were very immersed in this game, so I think that that plays a bit more into you. Your enjoyment of it and also your fear of them. I just found them as a frustration. Stop messing with the sub. If you mess up my submarine, I'm gonna die and I have to do this part over again. Yeah, I died a fair few times, almost in real life as well. Like Because, yeah, when that flashes on the screen, my heart stopped beating. And then the puzzle where you have to shine the light on them to make them stop advancing. And you get into that room and you're like, there's the ceiling I need to pop through. But as soon as you use your power, the battery goes dead and your lights go out and then the thing just comes and gets you. It's like, oh, it was just horrifying. Not as scary as the later levels with those things. Those really creep me out. Because again, they're like the dogs. They're so close. I shouldn't click. Again, like the dogs, they're so close. And you're just getting through those doors by a thread. It, I had to pause and stop after I'd finally completed it. Because I need, I, my, my heart couldn't take it. <laughs> Whereas I was not so scared. I was not so scared. I was just annoyed. I used to love things like Resident Evil. And like I used to play a lot of horror games. Just getting weak in my old age, man. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So the mermaids, they're just... Why do they want to kill you? I don't know. Maybe they're angry. Maybe they're failed tests. Maybe they kill everything. We don't know. Maybe We're not they really just kill told. everybody. Could be. It could also be a defense. Oh, true. When you're when you're swimming through there, the facility is identi- again identical to the the final facility that you get to with all the booths where they've got the test subjects. They're really lanky, gangly, zombie, z- zombie. <laughs> the gangly zombie, gangly zombie, and yeah, just more hints. Again, probably impossible to see on a first play play through but then you get to the beach and the beach i think you enjoyed the beach i did actually yeah it felt very odd world to me because oftentimes in the first two odd world games you have to rescue a certain number to get a portal to open up and to get to the next part so when i saw the platform and the number i knew exactly what i was doing and i don't know it was just for me it was a very intuitive puzzle It was very simple. It was a time where I had the aha moment of the zombies don't just follow or do basic commands, but when I need to get up to the ladder and I jump, they will help push me up there. That was a very good aha moment for me, a moment where something became clear and it wasn't done by way of my death. This was just a way of teaching it to me in a way that just happened, in a way that didn't in the submarine. In the submarine, there didn't seem to be anything to tell me what to do, to hint to it. I mean, there was, there was the floor, but how do I do it? Whereas the zombies, I just tried to jump just to see if I could get there. And instead I saw them grab me and toss me up. Not quite high enough the first time because I was too far away, but then I understood what was going on. And being able to now have the helmet and walk around with the helmet was amazing and of course I was incredibly frustrated when I didn't get to keep it (laughs) it is a little bit dark as well when you have to find the dead body to toss down there are little bits of dark moments that I find very interesting 
in this game. Yeah, just like, and he's just got no regard for it. He's just like, yeah, just get down there, just toss him off the edge. You're just you're nothing but meat, which is interesting because that's the first part. That's the only part that I've can remember where I've actually seen a dead zombie. This is also a moment I think that is important to point out symbolically when it comes to the platform. You need 19, but you only have 18 zombies, even with the corpse. You have to step on as well. Symbolically, you are the same. And I think that that was an important moment because even I hadn't been paying attention to much, but that started to click that there was something going on here. But no, you're right. Again, with the 19 number, it's like all part of a controlled test. Everything is there for a reason. You are number 19. But yeah, so you go through the door. That's pretty cool because you've been hearing the sound. It's like boom. And then just like over and over again, this this muffled thud. And then the, the gates open, you get in there, and then it even gives you that box to push out. And then it, it, there's even a small little ledge where you can't push the box anymore, so it has to stay there just to show you here's what's going to happen to your body if you step out here. So they don't kill you there. They don't cheap shot you. They, they cheap shot a box instead. You see, I did die the first time. <laughs> well, so. I mean, I died a lot. I've thought about this level a lot because it's the one that stands out the most and I can't come up with a good theory on what this is. I have no idea. You said maybe, was it you that said that maybe testing a weapon or something? Yeah, I thought it was some sort of bomb testing facility or something. But, I, I mean, know. it's just so regular though. It's like it's every set amount of seconds. It's One thing that I would say is perhaps it's some kind of, what do you say, like, burn off energy it's maybe it's the generator that's powering i mean this facility is huge they're going to need a lot of energy or some kind of exhaust yeah yeah but very very forceful because that thing blows you to pieces if you get stuck outside i think this falls more into your theory though than anything it doesn't really seem to be logical on its own even my theory about oh it's an exhaust oh that was yours about an exhaust but or it's um <laughs> even saying like is it uh generator of some sort then why do they have the crash test dummies you know why do they have the blast doors you know it's 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 again becoming more like testing portal style like just because we can there's the one puzzle in here which is what i was hinting at earlier where you have to pull a door along and follow the door along and there's a rail but then there's a section with no rail and that part really frustrated me a lot the timing on that one was so precise it was it was it was punishing the door is only at least a centimeter on if you time it perfectly it's like you can get the you can just get onto the next uh, rail you have to start with it being a centimeter holding on and then get to the other side and just hope that you can get to that other yeah it's very precise this is where i feel they've done the timing a bit too harsh Mm. and because you have to keep going back and grabbing the door and getting across i'm all about making up theories as long as they make sense in my, in <laughs> yes my... you are that's kind of what inspired the podcast but yeah go on <laughs> um but i just don't understand this part these mermaids have been trying to kill you all game and now they're helping you now the first mermaid that we saw because we spoke about this the first mermaid we saw didn't kill us all the other ones kill on sight this one didn't so i'm guessing that the mermaid that helps us is the same one that we saw in the beginning that just almost killed me in the real world. But I just don't understand the mechanics of it. I don't know why it happens. I don't understand how she gifts you the ability to breathe underwater. I don't know how uh, it gives you the ability to control things without the helmet now all of a sudden. But she does plug in that thing. But it's an umbilical cord, which kind of, I can almost see, okay, babies in the womb. Being reborn. Maybe. Um, Maybe it's very, maybe that is just 
we just kind of go with the symbolism in that one it's like you're being reborn yeah artificially going back into the womb umbilical cord being connected and then eventually gets disconnected again and now you're something else but I like that moment even though it's kind of it was a beautiful moment but it kind of came out of nowhere especially having been tortured and chased by so many of them before it feels out of place I'm sure there's a theory about or the guys that made it have something more concrete in mind about what that actually means but otherwise i don't like just having to take things at face value like oh that's what it is because it is if i can't at least come up with something plausible then it kind of takes the fun out of making a theory for me if i can't understand it or can't even clutch a straw to like create create a theory about it i can't do anything with this one because it doesn't make any sense do you think that's part of the reason that they make the story so vague like you've said before about limbo that they came up with a story that they thought nobody would ever be able to figure out i don't know if that's the case or if they just want to come up with a story that is so vague that it can't be picked apart yeah i mean but i think i mean you you look at what we did with say super eight and the overly uh, the the amount of convenience right that happens in that film whereas this game it's hard to pick apart a story where we're not really sure what the story is so then so yeah so now we're a mermaid essentially and we can we can breathe underwater and we go through uh the fish followers like the chicks uh, just to show us a little bit of mind control again that we've we've got the the gift which we already had from the beginning this is part of my theory as well with the chicks as well. Okay. Um, but maybe this is like the level up booster shot through the umbilical cord that we that we needed to, to complete the journey. When you go into the propeller room, you know the one with the the wind that not not a wind tunnel but the the, the turbines. You know when you hold on to that shaft and yeah. it kind of opens up and the body comes out, red top, black pants. I wasn't paying attention. Inside boy. This is another part of my theory that. You are actually a clone, um, which I'll just say now because I'll probably forget about it to, to mention it later. If the, if we're going with the theory that it's a giant testing facility and that you are being cloned and being run through this multiple times, does a clone have a soul? And would a clone not go into heaven? Would a clone go to limbo? <laughs> this is your connecting theory. This is part of it, yeah. Okay. This is part of it. Okay, yeah. I'm sure we're going to come back to that later. All right, go on. <laughs> um, so, red shirt. I'm almost positive that it's you. Is it me? Or is that... I mean, the thing is, we don't get facial features, right? So this could be a similar thing. A lot of the zombies, though, they do look different. There are a lot that look the same. So they could be clones, as you suggested, or they could just be of the same species. We're not giving... You know, when you say that they look different, they're kind of lumpy in different ways. We're not given... Yeah, like they, they don't look exactly alike. They're not. I think they have, they have noses though, and and ears and stuff. They've got more facial features than the, or, or, but maybe that's because they're wearing masks. I'm not sure. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, we don't see their features well enough to know that they look exactly the same. We can't know for sure that they're clones. You can have that theory, but I would say that they could just be the same clothes. <laughs> no, that would not make any sense, Justin. <laughs> Same clothes, come on. <laughs> um, but yeah. I love it. In your head, it's so much easier to think that people could be cloned than shop at the same store, <laughs> buy in bulk. <laughs> uh, we jump into the large tank. That large tank that you jump into kind of like 
what we were set up to do with the pigs, the pig leap of faith earlier. Same tank that we get lured into later. And then again, they're setting up how to escape from that tank because there's a panel on the other side. This is a part where you have seen this because you played it so many times. Even when I had a bit of trouble with the tank at the end, you said, oh, you've seen this tank before. I went, well, I didn't really see this tank before. I think it is a real problem in video games in general. Not as much as in the old days. And maybe that's part of the problem for me personally, is that to save on coding and to save on memory needed, games often reuse the same elements over and over again. So when I see the same element multiple times, that's just normal for me. So I'm not thinking of it in a more... I'm not thinking of it in a deeper level, because for me, that is just the way it's always been. I played Final Fantasy 1, where... You see the same creatures you're fighting many times. They just change color. That's what I was used to. I mean, I started on Atari, where you just played the same levels over and over and over again. There's something to that. And I understand where you're coming from, but where I was coming from playing the game, it didn't dawn on me that I was seeing the same thing twice because it didn't stand out. I just assumed they were using the same code twice. And so that that didn't hit me. But obviously... It meant something to you, and I, I see now why it's playing a bit more into it. Yeah, we move into those weird anti-gravity chambers where the water's on the ceiling. I love the look of that. I, that I really kind of like the idea of that yeah. a lot. And for me, that is the... I've called it the cloning... That's that, To me, that's the cloning lab, because there are bodies there. Some of them have no heads. They're just, like, plugged in, and it's like a tank. I don't know why it has to be upside down. Right? Why can't you just grow them in a pod, like anyone else does but um <laughs> because there's so much of that going on yeah but yeah so that's that's the to me that's the place where they're growing them they grow them then they put them in the large pods and then they take them out to the forest for some reason i've got no idea i can see that i thought this was again possibly a testing facility where they'd captured them and were seeing what they're capable of or dissecting them again why upside down because it looks cool yeah exactly and because it leads to some interesting puzzles, it doesn't really seem to lead into anything else. I can't imagine why it would be so much better to have water on the ceiling as opposed to in a tank. I mean, it's pretty cool when you on dry land and you jump up into the water and then can swim across the ceiling. And then when you come out of the water, you swim to the bottom, I guess, of the water or the top of the water. And then you flip around and land. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And then in this facility, there's another bring your child to work day moment with the forklift and the picking up the cage, which was pretty cool. Although if you give yourself away, the dad runs over and puts you, puts you like chokes you to sleep or something like that. But yeah, that's that, that's the last point that I noticed. Every Everyone from there on is an adult or a scientist, I think, from there on out. That's the last of the bring a child to work day because I'm guessing that's the last safe place because they know it's going to get dangerous from then on. And that's where you start to assemble your army. I like that part. That was pretty cool. You realize that you can control them without the helmet now. They just automatically are, are, are drawn to you and you get quite a big group. But that part where you drain the room and then they all just like fall from the ceiling and splatter everywhere. <laughs> um, it, was, it was good. It was kind of... An interesting moment. Like again, this that's where some of them get dismembered, their arms fall off, but the use of the arms are just are trying to get to you. It's like they're drawn to you, perhaps in the same way that you're being drawn to the end um, of the game. But yeah, I like that part where you are moving through that facility 
and just the zombies that are working you know they've got their hard hats on one's mopping the floor and then he just like drops his mop and starts he just comes to you it's really it looks like a guy from the village people again this is where for me the game curves and gets quicker towards the end because a lot of things start happening like for, for, from from the moment we get into the cloning pools and stuff things start moving quite rapidly and i like that because they're just like they're not really letting up they're just like okay let's just let's just go to the end well it has that feeling of um getting close to the climax of the story right yeah. so i agree i think that there are probably more games should take advantage of this and when you get closer to that moment instead of just making things harder and harder and harder actually making things feel faster and i think that that was done very well here and probably something that could be done a bit more mm. in the other game but then when you kind of get up against the glass and you look down and you see all the scientists kind of running across the bridge into the next identical test facility that was really amazing because i still didn't know what was going on by this point and used to like i don't get it i don't get it but then fun fact the clock on the wall in that office is the exact same time as what it is in real life but yeah it's like it's like they've all just vanished from this facility because the, the zombies there mopping the floor but as, as that zombie's there, everyone else has been evacuating. They're not, now they don't want to mess with you. They, they don't want to capture you. They could, but they're all wanting to see how far you can get. And so it's like the, the alarm bells have gone off as I was on my way. And there's a cigarette in the ashtray burning. So I'm not, I'm not far behind them. We, we run into the next facility and then we're with the scientists and we actually get to mingle with them a little bit. And that's when we see the gangly zombie thing in the... That was weird. That was unsettling. I don't know. It was like... Uh, bloody handprints on the wall. Yeah. It was like some kind of zombie on stilts almost. And yeah, it was just a bit weird. But then you see, again, that's a great moment. All the scientists running, tripping over chairs. They're trying to get to that observation deck and you're going along and then... This yeah. is where I send you a message saying, my character looked inside. Everybody else looked inside. Do I get to look inside at some point? And you said, just keep playing. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's... the the whole game pretty much what it's come to but then you get to that yeah what's inside yeah keep playing and you go around and it's kind of a nice tease because you do get to see i was irritated but you do get to see once you get through and i was totally blown away by this you not so much but this is where the game started to fall apart for me i, I guess this is the big reveal right so this is where we see what you've I guess what is commonly referred to as like blob or the, the, meatball. the meatball. It's a weird moment. And you like weird moments. I tend to. This felt so out of place to me, though, this one. It is a mass of bodies and body parts. You've got arms and legs sticking out at random. You also have Inside Boy, who, again, I thought was a young boy. That was the impression I was given, whose clothes just get ripped off, and people are staring at him as he's swimming around, which felt a bit creepy. <laughs> and then he goes inside the blob. Uh -huh. So that's inside. And for me, this was, I don't know how far we want to go with this, but like my symbolism there was, he's like the sperm going into the egg. And this mm -hmm. is a fertilization metaphor, or actual fertilization of some kind. Perhaps this is the type of thing where a male is attracted to the queen and had to go all the way to get there to find her and then impregnate. And in doing so, lost himself. There are cases in 
nature where the male dies in this case. And so to me, that was what was going on. And that perhaps they weren't zombies. Perhaps this is a different alien race. I didn't know what was going on. And I think if it had ended there, I might have been more intrigued and went, that's very interesting. And I thought the game was over, but there were no credits. Uh, yeah, because you texted me, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, That's a big part of the problem with this part of the game, I feel, is I didn't know where I was supposed to go. I never seemed to know where I was supposed to go. I just had to push my way through and hope that was the direction I was supposed to be going. A game that has been so linear and telling me where to go up until now, I felt kind of let me down at this point. I also found the control of the blob to be very awkward. What do you mean? Like them falling over constantly or... Falling over, grabbing things, everything felt a little bit awkward. Which, look at what you're working with. (laughs) I understand why it would be. But it's very frustrating. So later when we have to toss a box to ourselves, having to toss it, get my wobbly body through, and grab that was frustrating in a way that it shouldn't have been. I now can't do simple things like pulling levers, opening doors that I could before. So even though I like the idea of the box puzzle, there's no way that box would have survived the number of times that I had to throw it in the fire and then catch it. I just found it frustrating, and I found that it didn't feel the same anymore. I think that's the point, though. I think you've touched on something that's really important, and kind of there is not just a shift in the game that you notice visually, obviously, because you've completely changed characters, but even in level design, layout, control, everything has changed. And it's supposed to, you're supposed to feel awkward because you're literally wearing someone else's skin. And you have been spamming right the entire time, pretty much. But now you're going all over the place. And because this is something new for the scientists as well, they've, they've maybe never seen this yet. This is the next phase of their test. And that's why they've got it all planned out. I'm, I'm in two minds about this. This is perhaps not the first time that you've become the blob because they've got that giant diorama which is lit with the exact spot where you end up on the end credits or if that's where they planned it and then this is actually a success this is their first success i have a problem with that theory though and my problem is they've made it so ridiculous to get to that spot that i have to destroy half the factory and kill somebody essentially well, you don't have to kill that person well, I didn't know you're that. just mean i didn't know that i just <laughs> I, kill them. Through. I kill them every time <laughs> but it's very likely that a lot more people could have died if they wanted me to get to that spot why not actually make a path for me it is interesting that the scientists seem to be helping i had originally thought that it was a couple nice guys going all right, we've done enough to you. I thought it was like that as well. We'll let you out. But then you came up with your testing theory and I went, oh, maybe they're just trying to get me to the spot. Yeah, and by the end, I was like, I I changed my mind on that because, yeah, at first I thought these are like rogue scientists, like we've gone too far. Look at what, what we've created. We've created a monster. Be free. But then they trick you and they catch you. I think perhaps they had every intention of trapping you in that second tank. And you're not escaping and then putting, like, like reinserting you or whatever. 
or moving you to another facility or something. But I guess they're thinking like, look, the only way out of here is through the wall. And given the mass and size and angle of decline, this is where he will eventually end up. It sounds like really poor planning on the parts of the scientists, though. But I mean, they. But, but I mean, why would they make that diorama then? Like, it's it's the exact ending of the game. I don't disagree with you mm. that that is a possibility. But yeah, why not just create a path? Yes. And rather than destroy half the facility yes. and kill the CEO, which was fantastic, splat. But no, I love the destructibility of the environments as well. Really well done. I wouldn't be surprised if that entire end kind of climax took a year or so to make. I understand why you like this so much. This hints of Akira. Yep, it's Tetsuo. I just didn't like it because I think for me, when the whole game changed, it was now no longer the game that I really wanted to play. I didn't want to be this giant blob. And I wanted more puzzles. And I felt like the puzzles I was given, they weren't bad, but they were limited because I was now limited as to what I could do as the blob. And thus, an interesting dynamic where I had to count on these scientists to help me. But it took a lot of my control away from the game and my own empowerment away. At a time where I am bigger and stronger and my empowerment should feel a bit more. Normally in a game, you level up. And in this game, I felt I leveled up and then I quickly leveled right back down again. Which, as you say, thematically, is probably what they were going for. And it works in that case. But as a player, I felt things had been taken away from me. And so that's part of my frustration with the ending. Towards the end part, especially, like you said, with the, with the controlling is, is really clumsy. And I loved how the blob, even when he fell down, then his, his head became, his feet became the, the head, basically. And the head became the feet. And he just keeps going but i love the contrast like you're this little scared boy running away from dogs men who are trying to kill you or capture you um you know mermaids trying to drown you to all of a sudden you're the the meatball and you can just like turn into tables and you so powerful you rip that control out of the of the window flood the place you escape um just crashing through everything ripping the steel bars off of that door when they they like lock you in you're like nope you can't contain me anymore i'm i'm free that was really a lot a lot of fun not needing to bother about losing limbs because you're leaving arms and legs (laughs) behind and the dogs they come out they start barking at you again you're just like nope you mean nothing to me now. You're you're nothing. I liked I liked that feeling of just chaos. It was just madness at the end, and that that's what yeah the whole kind of a Tetsuo Akira connection for me. But I think that took away something again from me because now I didn't have to worry. There was no danger. There was no time. I was essentially not invulnerable, but nothing could hurt me enough to stop me. It is what it is, and you get to the end, and you said before, it's like, is this the end? Like, in the tank, you know? I was like that as well when we finally rolled to that place, because I was expecting... And the credits don't just pop up. Stop clicking your fingers down. No, You wait for a long time. You know, it's like, am I dead? But this is what's important about the second ending. You watch the video... Like, what did you take from the second ending then, from the, the, the secret ending? What do you think is going on? Well, first, that I had no interest in doing this myself, to be honest. To get the secret ending, you had to go through and get all the orbs, which is easy enough with a walkthrough. And the checkpoint system. That checkpoint system is just designed just to blast through it and collect them all again. 
So that would help a lot. And that didn't deter me. But when I saw the video, the character going down and then having to push the switch in a sequence that I didn't see being given to me. Because you didn't collect the orbs. But it would have told me what to do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the video, it just made it look like he uh, guessed until he got the right No, answer. in some locations of the orbs, uh, there's like a, a gramophone or like a reel-to-reel um, tape deck, and it's playing the sequence of those sounds. So each time you move that lever, it makes a different sound. Uh, and so you have to write down the code and then put that in. That is not a puzzle I'm interested in playing. Here's the thing. For the payoff, it's not like a very long cutscene that you get or a very long ending even. I'm quite happy to have watched the video and not spent all that extra time going back to get the orbs. But this ending, this secret ending, mm -hmm. I guess. So again, we have to go down into the depths, like in the one for Limbo. And in Limbo, you got an extra level. An extra level of pain. But at least it was extra, real extra content. This one, I feel that wasn't much. You go in, you just walk and walk until you hit the master switch. And again, this ending, well, in Limbo, you get shot back out into the game. This one, do you, can you go back into the game or are you just done? You're after done. You so it almost seems like the only way to win this game is to not actually play this game. That's exactly right. And that's, that's the whole point. So y the way that I'm seeing it is you're on this endless cycle of being dropped off in the forest, being guided through the test facility, being put through all the trials. Sure, sometimes you'll die. End of test. New clone, new boy, red shirt, back to the beginning. Back through again. Get to the blob. Land on the spot. Again, we don't... It's impossible to tell if this is the first time or hundredth time that the blob has hit that spot. I'm going to go with more than one because just that wall is very flimsy and breakable. Like, you'd think if they didn't want you to escape, they'd make it out of concrete, not out of wood, seeing as you can tear through iron bars. But anyway, so you're playing again and again and again and again. This ending is the only way to win is not to play. Exactly. That's exactly right. That's what I'd even written down. You disconnect, you cut the power to everything. The whole facility, the mind control, the lot, you shut down. You are you are a zombie, but you are the end product. You're like the kind of master zombie. We are the kind of the parasite in this game. We're the parasitic worms or we're the higher power that's drawing. We're controlling the boy the entire time. We are the hive mind. And I guess through constantly just reliving the same thing over and over again, it's like, what freedom do we have? We only have one choice, and that is to end it all and to, to, to basically kill ourselves. Um, and that's true escape. The escape that we had before where we thought we were free and we're like, yeah, we're doing it. We're getting out of here. No, it's all a lie. It's all a test. You're not free. This is true freedom. And that's why I think this is the, the proper ending. I appreciate that more, I think, now that you've explained it. I would say it's kind of a weak victory, though, because all somebody has to do is come back and plug it in again. Yeah. Well, uh, you, know, <laughs> you think hopefully they'd make it more difficult, but... Because it's not like a story in which this has destroyed everything, blown everything up. Yeah. You've essentially just turned it off, which symbolically, if your theory holds, and I think it's a decent theory you've given it, but I think it's kind of weak from the standpoint that it is easily reversible. In the secret bunker, you'll notice in the room, there's actually an orb in that room. It's a dark room. There's photographs hanging and 
they're underdeveloped. Some of them actually develop as if you kind of idle in that room. One of them is a picture of the blob and another one is a picture of an area you'll see later on. It's like a kind of a, just a, a building. But this is this makes me think this is some kind of, there's definitely some kind of resistance movement. And so these orbs are special. And if you manage to disconnect them all, you maybe short out the, the, the large hive that you see. A definite picture of the, of the meatball there. So that tells me that the meatball has been set free before and has been captured on film. Um, who is this person? Maybe your sister from Limbo? Is this your connection? That's another connection. So let's say the boy mm -hmm. does get killed in the car crash at, mm -hmm. the, at the farm okay. where the parasites are. Okay. He manages to stay alive because he's infected and we know that the zombies are pretty much indestructible. The sister is fine. That's why she gets the chill down her spine at the end of Limbo as a ghost coming to her but so the boy is the main he's the he's patient zero for this perhaps um so he dies his clones are dying whatever he's been sent to limbo he knows uh, maybe i was in a car crash or something like that. i know my sister is out there i need to find her his sister's fine it's the, re the reverse in limbo she knows that her brother has been taken she's looking for her brother so the two are one takes place in the spirit realm one takes place in the real world and they're connected come on it's an interesting theory, <laughs> but I'm going to say you're definitely filling in some gaps there. A lot. <laughs> uh, I'll let you have it. Play Dead, go, please go email me and tell me I'm right. Go on, just... They, just, they will not. Because no, they clearly, won't. as you've said before, they don't want people to figure it out. But Which, to me, is kind of odd. If they're treating their story as a puzzle, why would they not want us to solve it? They want us to solve every other puzzle. Why give us... An enigma, something that is so much a mystery that we can't solve it. That seems to go against what the games themselves are trying to promote. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they are trying to promote mysteries and yeah. Yeah, ambiguity. I don't know. So that's pretty much all I've got to say about it. Yeah, my my thing was yeah. Do clones go to heaven? No, they go to limbo and and have to go through more puzzles and factories. It makes sense because they're so related as well. And even though the the boy reliving his life through Limbo is really similar to the journey that he goes through inside. Uh, you did come across some other theories as well? I'll come up with something and I'll find, see if anyone agrees with me. No one ever does. <laughs> but there's a really interesting one about uh, how the whole game is just a metaphor for cancer. And so all the levels are just different stages of cancer and you're, you are the cancer and you become, uh, you are like a, Actually, the theory that I saw was we're benign. Benign. But we're causing lots of problems. Yeah, and so the dogs and the people are kind of the white blood cells and then you've got the harpoon things which are more targeted um, forms of treatment. And then you've got your sonic shockwave place which is more or less chemo, just blasting you uh, until eventually you become the malignant tumour at the end, the, the meatball, which does look like a tumour. Uh, I guess in the end they remove it from you. It's an interesting theory because you die at the end. That that makes it a happy ending in a way. That but it doesn't explain the orb ending though. That's that's the other thing. As I've said before, symbolism does not equal story. Not for me. If you need the symbolism in order to make the story work, something is missing for me. For me, symbolism adds to a story. When symbolism becomes a story, all you're doing is creating art. You're not really creating a narrative. Yeah, I'd agree.
And I could see limbo and I could see this being that way. If you look at it being an analogy for cancer, that's fine, but it's no longer really a narrative. It is now art. It is something that is different and that's fine. And I think that this kind of game is very good for creating this kind of discussion. What is it? What does it mean? I think they try a fine line between the two and they do that quite well for both games as well. I think there is a story, but there's also a lot of mad theories you can come up with and a lot of symbolism. Personally, I prefer Limbo. I prefer it a lot. Even though the puzzles in it were more frustrating. Even playing it through the second time, some of them were still frustrating to get the timing down. But I much prefer it. I prefer the look. I prefer the story elements, pretty much everything to Limbo. I understand why you like Inside so much, but it didn't have the same impact for me. All right, so buy this game. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if they listen this far. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Gaps filled or more gaps created. <laughs>